Good morning, everyone, or at least this morning as I'm recording this. Welcome back to Dancing Around the Questions. Turns out I'm not the only one with aspirations to host their own podcast, so today's special episode 1.5 of our last guest, Alyssa, features the tables being turned on me. So enjoy this short episode. I have questions for you that I really just thought of off the top of my head that I'm curious. We can start now. Okay. Well, my first one, I can't remember the second one, so I will start with the first one, is what, you kind of answered this already, so, but whatever. What is the, like, purpose? No, sorry. What is, like, the main intention that you have with this podcast? Or any intention that you have with this podcast? But I'd like to know the main one. I think that's getting at the core of so your episode is going to come out after the one where I really talked about this. Oh, okay. But one of the other guests I interviewed, we were just heading out of a venue mm-hmm. after just shortly before the pandemic started, actually. And her friend asked, like, why we like dancing or why we do it or just something about, like, why. Yeah. Some why question. and. I gave an answer and she gave an answer and they were very different answers. Yeah. And they were both, I think, valid answers, Mm -hmm. but it got me thinking of like what other people's motivations are to spend entirely too much time going out late at night. (laughs) It's also healthy though. Like I don't think it's, it's like, yeah, I guess you lose some sleep, but it's not like dance is this like unhealthy. It's good for you. Activity. Yeah. It's like, instead of running, (laughs) My, like, primary exercise was dance dance four nights a week. Yeah. And it's it's healthy for your body, it's for, like, the social aspect, for, like, relationship building. I don't know. Like, communication. Like, there's so many positive – for confidence. I don't know. There's so many positive benefits to dance. But you, you aren't answering the question. <laughs> also, I what, thought that was the answer. No. It's like, well, no. What's, what's the I mo- don't know. What's Maybe the point is- of it? The podcast, though, not like why do you dance? What is like your no? Intention? That was that was the point of it. I want to explore why people okay, okay. dance. Got it. Um, I but it kind of spun into where people started out and where they are now. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's kind of what I'm exploring. That's cool. Um, do you have any goals for the podcast? Goals for the podcast. Top five on iTunes. I want 100 million subscribers. I want to beat Conan O'Brien's podcast <laughs> on Apple, <laughs> which is a lofty goal. <laughs> hey, a goal's a goal. I a goal's, goals a goal. Great. Is that really your goal? No. I mean, it's just a, it it's, is, a, it's, like, a, it's a joke goal. Props to you. But uh, I mean, he had a he filmed a couple of episodes of his normal show in Cuba, mm-hmm. and he got some. I think he actually was in a rather for a, yeah, like I think a little segment. It might have been you or somebody else sent me a video of him taking a reddit class or yeah salsa class yeah so So that's a real thing that happened (laughs) that is a real thing that happened we'll link that in this does whatever it's called the 
the description description i was at subscription (laughs) (laughs) uh like comment share subscribe everyone i forgot to say that 50 times during this episode that was my guess that wasn't your job was to say that i know but i just want to be obnoxious and say it 50 Mm. times there's still time like subscribe what if people say like smash the like button or whatever god get out of here because you can only click it like once (laughs) right you just have to click it really hard (laughs) otherwise it's not going to register yeah it's dumb uh I don't know what you're talking about. So no, that's not the goal, but I do want. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, I want dancers to listen to this. Yeah. Because, especially if you're just social dancing, you meet a lot of people. You meet so many people. Oh, oh yeah. my God. But you might not have these sort of conversations with everyone, mm-hmm. and you just don't have the time, or just the venue's super loud, so you really can't. <laughs> especially somebody with my voice, where the, <laughs> the thumping from the PAs will just drown out whatever I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I want people to know what's going on in other people's heads more. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. And hopefully some non-dancers can listen to this and gain mm-hmm. a little bit of insight into our crazy world. Yeah. Crazy, normal, special world. Do people like who aren't dancers look at dancers and be like, what? <laughs> is that a thing? What I've gotten from <laughs> some of my friends is they think it's this crazy thing I'm doing. Yeah. Or that it's like, oh my God, you're a dancer. That's amazing. That's true. Okay, yeah. I've gotten that too. People are like, you are so talented. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, no, I just yeah, like it's for like a lot of hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Like, like, I, I'm <laughs> adequate and I can dance with some people now, but I'm not yeah. amazing. I think I think it's such this, it's, it's for some people. And I think I'm fortunate to have been dancing since I was really young. So I don't think I've ever had this. But for some people, it's like this huge confidence thing. That's really hard for people to get over which is totally understandable like pointing at myself (laughs) putting yourself out there in that way is really scary for a lot of people and i i totally understand that i don't experience it with dance but i I mean i obviously experience it in other aspects of my life um yeah so it makes sense that people would have that perception of people who dance especially like if you get up on a stage or partner dance they're like oh my god this is like this crazy thing that you're doing and it's like I don't know. It's just something yeah. I do. Yeah. Something I do. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was the, that's the general goal. That's cool. I like that. I forgot what my other question was. I, I honestly think it had something to do with, like, how we met or, like, why'd you hate me? <laughs> Which I isn't like, true. I We've never, already covered this. Yeah, I never hated you never and hated you never you. hated me. We just thought that of each other. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what you think. Um... <laughs> not true it's not true new information um yeah maybe uh, i don't know i was gonna ask like if there's anything you could tell do you consider yourself a dancer there was a blog post on the sony casino blog okay about where he's talking about how there are two different terms i don't remember which was which okay. but bailarín y bailador okay for dancers i and didn't one know of them, that one of the and I, I don't remember. I've never which, heard by the Lord ever. Actually. Yeah, one of them is like you're a dancer and you social dance, and the other one's like you're a dancer and you're a performer. Like I feel a professional. like bailarín is like the because that's the word I learned for like a male ballerina mm-hmm. in Spanish class, which you know that doesn't mean that that's the end all be all. Yeah, but he's he was talking about how everyone's one of these, or like they just dance mm-hmm. in like at least in Cuba. Yeah, or oh, other okay. other very like dance. Cultures. rich cultures yeah but 
there are only some people who are the other one where it's、okay. you're professional and you're doing this as you're as you're living and you're performing and all that. And yeah, it's not. It's not like a social activity for you. It's like the work more so than that. Yes. But my point was, your your question was something like, <laughs> "Do you consider yourself a dancer?" It's very open ended. Yes. So it's not that I consider myself a professional, obviously, because it's not my day job. Right.、Uh, it's a hobby.、Mm-hmm. It's a hobby I really love.、Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from it. I've made a lot of friends, and so it's part of my identity.、Mm-hmm. But it's. I don't like to think of any one specific thing as part of my identity. Yeah, that's fair. It's just one piece of the puzzle. So, do you consider yourself a dancer? <laughs> dancer is part of me. Okay. So, sure, yes. <laughs> But it's not the first thing I list on my personal resume. Yeah, yeah. Beyond anything, I really love music. Yeah, yeah. And if it weren't for, if it weren't for me liking music, I don't know how I would have kept up with dancing. But now it's it's given me like it's it's helped get the roots deep enough for dancing that I just like dancing as、yeah. dance even beyond the music. I ask because my friend recently said to me like you're a dancer and I was like no I'm not I'm not like a yes dancer. and like and I've she's gotten... like but yes you are and I was like you're right I am like I don't know I mean I guess it's up to the individual to to decide but、yeah. I consider you a dancer and I consider myself a dancer. Yeah, well, like we're both dancers, but it's not this crazy. Like special thing either. I no, mean, we it, don't it make is, money off of it. It is special, and we we don't make money off of it. But it's not. It's not weird. No. Yeah. And I think maybe in English or in the context of the United States, we have, you could say you are a professional dancer, which to me means that you're making money off of it. And I definitely don't consider myself a professional dancer because I don't make money off of it. To me, like professional adds that like you're making money off of it. It's like part of your profession. It's、yeah. part of your job. Same with like. I'm a soccer player. I'm. I mean, I'm not. I don't play soccer. But you know, you can be in high school and you can be a soccer player, but you're not a professional soccer player because you're not making money off of it. Or you could be like a baseball. You could be a minor league baseball player. You're technically a professional baseball player. Like a at least a part time professional. Yeah, but and we do know people who I think they're. I would call them professional dancers、mm-hmm. because it's their career. Yeah, and they compete. I think if you compete too, that adds a layer to it. Yeah. But like, competition isn't important to me. No, and I don't think it is to a lot of people that I've met dancing. Yeah. But it is to some people, and I think it's like a valid. I don't know. I I know some people I think who are really adverse to competition, and I don't know a lot of people who are really into it. But I don't. I don't think it's like this bad thing,、it's、unless there's something that I'm missing that it's like stripping it of its cultural context, and then I can see why people would be、yeah. upset about and, that. And, I don't know about that at all,、yeah. but it doesn't. You can compete and you want, and that's totally okay. But it doesn't have to be something you have to do either. Oh no, definitely not. Yeah.、Um, yeah, and I think you can be a dancer without competing again. But I think that elevates it a little bit to be more of this like professional thing. If、mm. you, or if you perform regularly, maybe you don't compete, but you perform every weekend at. This center, or this venue, or whatever, then maybe you, it elevates it a little bit.、Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to define. I guess. Yeah, like I, I am a sort of dancer, but I think you're a dancer. There's, there's all <laughs> sorts of dancers, and I'm one of them, and、yeah. you're one of them, and there are other types. And just because you're a dancer doesn't mean that's all you are, as、yeah. you said. But I don't think that's what people. 
I hope that's not what people think when you say I'm a dancer. They're not just like, um, what's the word? Like, I don't know, minimizing you to that single identity. Yeah. That would be problematic on their part, I think. Um, yeah. Cool. Any other questions? For you? No, I was going to ask you like how you got into dance. I think you've told me. I think you just, it was something you like wanted to do. Yeah. Or your freshman hallmates dragged you. Yes. Okay. Was that was the story of a lot of people like your age and up who got involved in salsa club. It was like their freshman hallmates dragged them. I had the total opposite of experience. Nobody wanted to go <laughs> with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I don't know. I'm happy you came out. Yeah. And then you, they all quit, right? Of your friends and you stayed. I mean, not, they didn't quit at like William Mary oh, or anything, okay. but it's not that like at least Latin dancing isn't something they do at least probably to the extent I do okay. anymore. No, I was under the assumption that like they took you, they went like once or twice and then no, they no, just no. like they, they all stuck ar- They all stuck around as, okay, as cool. they were in college. Cool. Which like either way, nothing wrong with it, but it'd just be kind of funny if. All right, bye. Yeah, like you guys all went together the first lesson and then they were done. <laughs> But I'm sure that's happened to that's some people cool. and I'd love to hear from you about it. <laughs> Do you think you ever would have gotten involved in dance if it wasn't for that? Like if you didn't get involved at William and Mary later on in doubt your it. life? Really? Seriously doubt it. Although my sister started doing a suka independently of whatever I was doing at William and Mary. Yeah. And maybe I would have gotten involved in it anyway. Okay. But the thing is, because I did William and Mary, mm-hmm. I had at least the time, the rhythm Mm. down so i didn't need to spend that brain power learning mm, the, yeah the the feet and stuff yeah and so i could progress a little more quickly yeah not starting from like absolute zero right so that was really helpful and maybe i would have just still gotten involved regardless but getting dragged by my two friends from monroe <laughs> hall was so fun important. oh you're in monroe's collar lit yeah i think i knew that now what just a couple of easy ones before. I'll start off with the more harder one. Up to more you. harder. Whatever you'd like. Um, yeah, that grammar though. Yeah, it's painful. Cultural differences between communities you've been a part of. Have you noticed anything that uh, sticks yes, out? This question. Yeah, this <laughs> one that I don't know if I even asked you before. You didn't. Is this a question that? my roommate helped you think of because we talked about studying abroad (laughs) i don't that actually was something i forgot to highlight but (laughs) if there's something of on that vein that you wanted to talk about cultural differences i guess what do you mean let's say what are the people like in your urban or ballet not urban um like modern and urban let's yeah let's say urban and ballet Mm -hmm. dance groups versus like the partner dance groups that you've been a part of if -hmm. there's all that much of a difference at all there is but i don't know if it has to do with the dance style or the community i think with one community that i've danced with specifically um there seems to be a lot of intentionality towards forming relationships, practicing positive mental health, having a deeper emotional connection to one another. Um, for example, we start 
every class with going around in a circle, introducing yourself, and the instructor will ask a question to the group and everybody answers it within their comfort level. And then there's other groups that I've danced with where we haven't done that. Um, it might be a difference in priorities. Maybe one group is more into the dance aspect and the other group is more into the community building aspect. But again, I don't think it's something that's specific to the styles of dance, rather to the people creating those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think if you're asking about a difference in like the type of people that might be exposed to those styles of dance, I don't think there is one. I think traditionally the ballet community has faced a lot of criticism for being dominated um, by like white and European ideals. And I do think that's true. Um, For example, skin color tights are light pink or a light color. Um, Everyone in ballet class typically has to wear light pink tights and those obviously aren't those are no first of all nobody's skin tone but those match certain skin tones better than others mm-hmm. and point shoes as well are typically cream colored light pink things like that and if you want them to match your skin tone i've seen on the internet a lot of dancers have to paint them their themselves they don't make them in other colors um body types too have to you know there's discrimination based on body types in certain styles of dance specifically ballet Um, It's not something I've faced on my own, but I have heard other people talk about having those types of experiences. On the note about the colors for tights. Yeah. For the tights and Mm -hmm. the shoes a couple, a couple of years ago, maybe even last year, I was reading about how there's some sort of momentum and shifting away from that now. Mm -hmm. Like there, they are different colored clothing is more available now than before yeah I've, I've seen that on the internet i think misty copeland has like a, been a big advocate advocate for those types of things um she's a black ballerina with american ballet theater which is a really prestigious ballet company i think in space in new york um she might have been the first black principal dancer who's like the one that does a lot of the solo work um yeah, we'll have to look up this information and <laughs> put it in the description. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's becoming a thing probably because as a society, we're becoming more aware about these things. Mm-hmm. But I think historically, there's been a lot of underrepresentation in that community. Can I go on an aside? Yeah. It's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what is there even like a clothing you wear as a modern dancer uh like a stereotypical not even stereotypical just like something you think about if you think about i modern think it dancer. depends on like where you're dancing when i was younger our studio had pretty strict standards for what we had to wear to class uh so like no matter what class you were taking you were wearing a leotard tights hair up whatever just I think just because it's easier to have everybody be kind of uniform and you want to be dressed in a way that your body can be seen. Um, and if you're wearing baggy clothes, it's harder to see the lines on the body. Mm-hmm. Um, a modern dancer maybe wouldn't wouldn't wear a leotard. I don't know. They'd probably still wear a leotard. 
some people wear their tights over their leotard and some people wear them underneath. Actually, a lot of professional dancers wear them over, I think, so they can change them more easily. Because if you were going to change your tights, you'd have to take off, like, the entire leotard. I think modern dancer, you'd be more likely to be barefoot. Um, in a performance, they probably wouldn't wear, like, the traditional stiff, like, tutu that you would see in a, a traditional ballet. So those would be main differences. But I don't think there is, like, a typical type of dress that they would wear in a performance maybe more like subdued and like nude colors would be more common than you'd see in other styles Mm -hmm. simple clothing not a lot of like flashy like costumes but if that's what the artist wanted to do i could also see that happening so far fewer sequins than in like a salsa performance yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah sparkle yeah yeah i'm happy with that (laughs) I'm not a huge sparkle no, no. person. Maybe I should put the photo out that I have of your performance where you guys had like we the are full cutting <laughs> this part of the podcast. All right. <laughs> That's fair. I'd be. I'm not gonna send that. To I the world, still don't no. Worry. Actually, I think I took that shirt apart because that I times. I was making some other thing with it, <laughs> but I did dress up a skeleton in my shirt. <laughs> nice. It's a pretty deep V. <laughs> it was on those shirts painfully deep <laughs> cut all the way through my soul <laughs> never wearing anything like that again this is the only this is as far as my v will ever go that's is not it because a double you're entendre. not comfortable in your masculinity <laughs> no it's like this is just as I'm this is just my personal fair. preference fair and i know what i like now maybe i didn't then i just knew i didn't like that <laughs> fair enough that question's out of the way. I just have one more, hopefully, simpler one. <laughs> sure. Do you have any favorite songs? Or just, like, favorite things that you like to dance of to? Of course. By Lando, by Enrique. It's not by Enrique Iglesias, is it? He's in it. Who I think it's, isn't it Hente de Sona? Hente de Sona, yeah. I don't know who's the primary artist. Enrique also has this, and Enrique, like, we're friends. Enrique Iglesias also has a song called Bailamos. That was my favorite song that one is fire and it's much better it's good it's not a salsa song i don't think it's not you probably could dance salsa too it's probably like a standard eight count yeah yeah. but um that song was great uh songs that i like yeah but i can't think of them off the top of my head i love this song by mickey blue called breathe for zook that's one of my favorite songs ever you know what's really funny what you don't like it no 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 i actually I like I haven't been to very many Zook socials. They play it a lot, probably. They used to. Yeah. It's basically on the ban list now because people are like, <sighs> played oh my it God, so this much. fucking song again. I'm glad I haven't gone to that many socials where they've played it because it probably would have ruined it for me. That's like one of my favorite. At songs least like that's ever. what I've heard from people. Okay. And but yeah, we like everyone I dance with just skips it now. Uh, what's that one <laughs> about food? That's like not really about food. That's a pretty good song. You know what the, I'm talking the, about. Los Van probably it's like something like i don't know Está cocinando. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i don't yeah. want to say like the title because it's just it's weird but um yeah yeah that's a funny it's funny like the words are funny it's a hilarious they're song. a good group too like they just have some really fire what's that song the the maquinaria song or something La maquinaria. that's a good i like that song yeah. a lot too i think a lot of people don't like it yeehaw salsa as my friend once called it oh really because of the <laughs> the part after the intro I think it's like a harmonica or something. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. There's also this song called, um, oh, I don't remember what it's called. Oh my gosh, it's really good. There's like a, 
a war version and like a oh i know exactly yeah i can look it up on my phone but i don't have my phone right here um suéltame la cultura yes yes that's what it's called i don't know a ton about like the music scene i just like hear songs that i like but i know there's like a big cultural practice also behind especially like cubans also music Mm -hmm. yeah that song is fantastic though yeah it's really good um bachata songs i mean like romeo santos is like iconic just in general i don't know i didn't always like him but he's really i've I really like a lot of his new stuff actually um i actually really respect him as just an artist and everything i know he got yeah. really popular because he's hot and all oh and all i actually that. didn't really know that that was a thing probably like yeah. girls like oh my god yeah. he's so hot and i don't i don't but really, i, I, I just really him. like his music yeah his songs are really just like good and catchy um What's the one called? Like, Mio Nardio. That one's, like, pretty good. Wait, I can I grab my phone? Do I have, it. like, a bunch of songs. I really they don't need to hear this. Oh, Lost on You, the Kisomba version. That one's That's a great too. song. The salsa version of that song is not even that good. The Kisomba remake is amazing. I mean, Bad Bunny, but I don't dance to Bad Bunny. <laughs> but he's really good. Well, actually, one time we warmed up to Taki Taki by Osuna. It has a really good beat for... I don't know warming up i guess <laughs> and i i love that song um oh the portuguese the song is in portuguese it's called felice ponto by silva it's really good eso dame la mi by los bambas that's really good too prince royce also is really great um i think i was said romeo santos but i was actually thinking of prince royce really yeah okay i'm a little disappointed now sorry i think romeo santos is better I just don't think I know a lot of songs by him. But Prince Royce has so many like iconic songs that Mi you like, dance is Romeo to. Santos. What? Mio and Adio. Is Romeo Santos? Yeah. Okay. I'm a little tired. Oh, you're right. It is. Wow. Okay. I'm looking at my phone here. Juan Luis Guerra is also good. Like a classic icon. He's very innovative still though. At mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. But he has his own like... You like always know when it's him singing. Yeah. I think he has like his own like style that's very it's like iconic la india too oh my gosh i almost forgot about her she's really great she sings like more um mainstream salsa also we should plug the song we should just plug in general residente not dance related at all but just amazing come on you have to plug residente i mean he he has like one of your favorite salsa songs too la perla that is a great song yes that is a really good song I forgot about that's Calle Trece. That's not like Resident is a solo he's artist. Still, whatever. He's an amazing. I mean, I just want to like mention him because he's just an amazing artist. I mentioned like fifty songs at this point. Yeah. But if you're gonna listen to anyone, Resident. Okay. Or Bad Bunny. Residente. <laughs> I think as an artist, Residente has my respect. Bad Bunny. I don't know if I would consider him like an artist that will be remembered for generations to come, but he's definitely like made a lot of strides and he and jay balvin have really like helped i think make reggaeton like super mainstream for Again. like english speakers in the united yeah. states well do you think reggaeton was popular with english speakers in the united states back in like the 90s and stuff i mean not the 90s like when it first started becoming but like popular? when when it exploded it was like daddy yankee for sure do you think it was popular among english speakers? even even among english speakers really? it was probably pretty popular i really sure. honestly can't speak to that because i don't remember like that time and i don't think i'd been exposed but i to think yeah i think like bad life. bad bunny for sure has 
crossed over more among English-speaking audiences. And a part of that is because of the advent of streaming. Yes, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Because even if he, he's not being played on the radio stations that you like, you can find his music maybe really the, easily. And maybe the advent of Zook in the U.S. Because of Bad Bunny? Maybe. Did people Zook to his songs? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I have put Zookers them on playlists nearly that people were going to Zook to. You can, though. You have like some songs that are se- In 7-Eleven time, they'll find a way to Zook to it. <laughs> you have some strong feelings about Zook dancers. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bad Bunny... If you're out there, she wants I'm to, marry to marry you. You. <laughs> you can keep that in just in case he hears it. <laughs> I'll keep that one, man. Cool. All right. That's enough of me talking about music. <laughs> yeah. And I think that might be enough for the evening now. Yeah. Now that I've talked about Bad Bunny for three hours. <laughs> yeah. That's about you're everything. Sick of you, hearing that. That's about the only thing you talked about. This whole podcast episode. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't talk about it more. It was like, hey, how'd you start dancing? Bad Bunny. I knew he was going to exist <laughs> uh, as a third grader. And that's <laughs> what kept me going. I wanted to be a dance, a background dancer for him. I don't think he uses a lot of dancers in his videos. I haven't seen... <gasps> his new song, Dakiti, has dance... Not really like dancers, just like hot girls on the beach partying. Oh, that's something no one's ever done. <laughs> ever. People can aspire to that. To be the hot girl in the Bad Bunny music video. If you're a good dancer, that's fine. I don't think they're there to dance. <laughs> I think they're there for like the aesthetic. Oh, okay. <laughs> they don't do a lot of dancing. Fair enough. It's just like generic, like bopping, like party dancing. It's not like salsa. Okay. It doesn't have to be salsa. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to sit down and in- Agreeing. be interviewed. <laughs> No, it was, yes, I agree. I'm the one who had to jump through all these hoops just to do it. I agreed to do this. Yeah, this has been really fun. (laughs) That doesn't sound very convincing. This has been fun. It's really cool, this whole podcast. It's very cool. I'm excited to listen to the other people who've been on. Yeah, hopefully you enjoy those too. I think I will, probably more than (laughs) listening to myself. I'm nervous to listen to myself. It's going to be weird though. Like Nobody likes to hear their own voice. That's true. Yeah. But I will have to for now and the rest of eternity. Hear my voice? Hear your voice. Hear my voice. Cool. Okay. Anything else? No, that's all. Do you have Good any night. sponsors to plug? Any merch to promote? <laughs> Not yet. Do you? <laughs> no. Just Bad Bunny if you're out there. I'm waiting. <laughs> Text me. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, listeners. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments about our conversations or would like to appear in a future episode of the podcast, send an email to dancingquestions at gmail.com. Our theme song is Kiss and Tell, Breezy Bossa Nova by Keshko. The photograph used in our artwork was taken by Ardian Lumi, available on Unsplash. Logo and artwork were created by Lydia Francis. Please visit our website for links and further details. Also, follow us on Instagram, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our latest content.